Welcome to the Underdog Podcast, brought to you by Mobile Missions Network. This is where we tell the stories of ordinary people just like you who are making an impact for the kingdom of God in their communities and in their cities. So sit back, enjoy the stories as we tell about what God is doing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Underdog Podcast brought to you by Mobile Missions Network. My name is Brad Burgess. I'm your host and I have here with us Mr. Michael Hugh. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, we are working on our second episode here and it's been a couple of weeks Actually, it's been longer than a couple of weeks since we were able to put our last one, but uh, we wanted to apologize. We, uh, a lot of things have been going on and a lot of exciting things, but some other things have been going on. Uh, my particular house church and my family has been dealing with COVID. Um, I've been very sick the last uh, week and a half or so. And so just uh, on, the, uh, on the mend from that right now, and so uh, we're back and we are going to talk about something really exciting uh, this afternoon. Uh, we're going to talk about leaders in training, uh, it's LIT, and it's something that we have been uh, implementing at our church and we just want to, um, we want to tell you all uh, about what's, what we've been doing and some of the things that we looked to uh, be doing here in the very near future. So, uh, first of all, Mike, um, where did we first hear about Leaders in Training? So, we met Clint May, who's the president of Leaders in Training, and we're going to have him on a podcast uh, in August uh, or September to share about the vision of LIT. But uh, I've been a family pastor for um, for a, a year or so, and I was I was looking for a missing piece of discipleship for our kids. I, I didn't want to entertain. I didn't want to just have them come and watch and sit. And I remember one year going to the Heart of the Child convention for a kids ministry, and um, I, I just happened to choose this breakout session. And I saw Clint's name, didn't know who he was. And the first thing that Clint said was the same Holy Spirit lives inside of us as kids, as us as adults, lives inside of kids if they know Christ. And it was one of those things that you know, but you don't really know. I mean, it's like one of those mind-blowing statements that, oh, that's true, but how many, how, how, do, how many times have we seen that lived out? Not very often. Most, most of the times kids are meant to come and just lit, sit, sit and listen and and behave you know they're to be they're there to be seen not heard and so what leader in training did was flip that script and going we want kids to be seen we want them to be heard and we want them to do ministry and so that was probably 2008 2009 and so we've we've just been on this journey of empowering kids uh, and students to be the church now so in doing that, um, how, how do we, as a church body, how do we go about empowering these students? What are some things that they're able to do in our, our arena, our neck of the woods, that we maybe you wouldn't see at another church? Well, I'll just go back to, I'll take my daughter Grace, for example. Uh, when we served another church, um, 
you know, she had grown up in leaders and training. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade gave her the opportunity to teach. And so at sixth grade, she started teaching in second grade. And so, um, again, she had been discipled. She knew all the answers, and now it was time for her to see it at work. So it was uh, basically they watch, we do. Um, uh, they do, we watch, and then they do. That, that's kind of like monkey see, monkey do mentality. Gotcha. And so um, this... The summer we've really seen since we've started our church plant really take off. We've tried to do it and just could not find a rhythm. COVID hit and then uh, the winter storm hit and we just could not get any traction. Then we went to the mission trip this summer and man, it just got the ball rolling and we saw towards the end of the summer a culmination of our kids leading others to Christ in these camps. Okay, so so y'all went on a mission trip. Uh, where was the mission trip to? That was at Atoka, Oklahoma. You went to Atoka, Oklahoma. So that's that's not a um, just right next door trip. I mean, you were taking them several a couple hours uh, away from home and to do these mission trips. And so when you were there, what what kind of things um, what kind of things did you see the the kids doing? while they were on this mission trip? So there were about 130 kids from Colorado, Missouri, Texas, and Oklahoma that gathered in Atoka. And um, we did what we call power camps. And so they trained up until that time, learning songs, learning Bible stories, learning how to share the gospel, crafts, and and games. And so we went into uh, a few communities and we went to the school, we went to a park, we went to a housing authority uh, to share the gospel. So these kids would go and they would, they would do this camp. So all the adults, they, they got to hang back and just kind of watch things happen as the kids did the work of the ministry. Wow, that's awesome. Now, there were, um, if I, I remember seeing one of your videos that you sent while y'all were on the mission trip and it was a, a couple of ladies, I believe they were there to do the shower trailer mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and they were just so blown away. They had never seen anything like that. Could you tell me a little bit about, um, about what, what they said and what, uh, just, you know, what, what was it that was so mind blowing, uh, to these ladies? Well, it was like for me in 2008, I I know what the Bible says were to make disciples, but I, I didn't, I've never seen it. The same thing with them. They've, they've heard about it. In our church culture, we unfortunately have, have um, again, just kind of come and see type mentality. And, and so what they saw was, number one, the kids can share the gospel. Kids can have a quiet time. Kids can go and, and be the gospel. And... Um, you know they're gonna be kids still though you know mm-hmm. but they have there's this um, there's uh, there's an awakening that happens uh, to adults that see it and the same thing with us is those who come and see it they like their minds are blown but then those that I talk to about it are like oh that's good you know so you really have to have to come and see it in order to believe it and that's what they were like they didn't know what they were coming necessarily for they knew they were coming for a mission trip but when they saw all these kids act, um, you know, they, they were well-behaved. They shared the gospel. Uh, they had fun. Their, their minds were just blown because they were like, we've never seen this happen before. And so it was, it was really a cool thing to watch and see. 
That's neat. That's that's really cool. You know, one of the things that uh, I want to make sure that our listeners understand is that when, when they go and they see this, now, I just want to make sure you have this concept in your head. Um, there, it's not a bunch of adults in little bodies walking around, you know, doing this, but uh, it, the, these are kids. I mean, they're they're fun-loving. They, they love to, you know, be running around and screaming and yelling and all that kind of stuff, but yet there was still a... Um, a seriousness when it was time to get serious it was they were able to get serious and when it was time to have fun they were able to have fun um so you know that's that is so awesome to be able to see our kids having a um a spiritual maturity uh, uh well above what some may say their age group would have um so we're so we we went on this mission trip and then just this last week, we had a uh, camp inside out um, here in, closer to home, and the kids just knocked it out of the park once again, just like in Atoka yeah. when God was moving uh, mightily in Atoka. Um, the kids were up here. They knocked it out of the park again. Could you tell us a little bit about this camp inside out that we had up here? Yeah, so, so this is actually a last-minute camp. We're like... Uh, we don't have the manpower to do another camp. We're like, man, who are we going to get? Because our interns and our other staff were in Choctaw doing another camp. So we're like, man, who are we going to get to do this camp in Mounds? And we're like, well, we've already got a crew that's already trained. And so we called upon the leaders in training. And Kristen and Julie and others came and, and helped as the adults. But, man, they they did such an awesome job. Um they they taught they led the music they 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 shared the gospel um they did the crafts they did the games they did lunch and you know it wasn't like perfect but it was ministry happened you know so man i i just um when i tell people about what's happening i get this glazed look like people are just like oh that's cool but what god is doing through kids is quite spectacular and and I'm thinking man do you not want this for your church mm. do you I, and I think that's one reason Brad I think why are why kids leave the church is not because they leave their faith but because they're bored and so how many times can we hear David and Goliath how many times can we hear about creation you know at some point we need to empower them to teach about David and Goliath we need to empower them to teach about creation I mean our kids, they've, they've heard many, many, many sermons. They've, they've heard many, many Bible stories. Now we just have to train them to teach that, and, and they can. That's true. That is so true. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that uh, in my home, you know, uh, I'm trying to get across to my, to my children is uh, that they have the ability to, to, uh, to teach as well as, you know, sit and listen my i have an eight-year-old alexis who loves to pray and she loves to pray for people um if she sees somebody that is not feeling well or something like that she will go to them and ask if she can pray over them um and then that's kind of my other kids are seeing that in her and they're beginning to to do that as well uh, but that next step that i want to see for our kids is 
them taking the taking hold of the ability to um, to to teach and to tell the stories and things like that. And that's one of the things that I'm super excited about uh, about them getting involved in LIT uh, is just to help them grow uh, in their walk with the Lord and but also in that to gain a confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was asking my wife because my daughter was uh, my daughter Alexis was at the, um, the the camp that we just did this last week, and I was asking my wife how she was doing, and she you know she talked about how she she enjoyed praying and stuff like that, but uh, uh, the other stuff her confidence was waning a little bit. So uh, I'm really excited about her being able to to get more involved in LIT and to be able to gain that confidence and to, so, so that maybe next summer we'll see her as one of them that's teaching and things like that. Um, one of the really awesome things that happened both at Atoka and at this last, uh, this power camp this last week was salvations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We saw numerous yeah. salvations, oh, yeah. and uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? And maybe um, if you have any stories, or if you uh, know of any of the kids that were leading these other ch- uh, children to Christ, that'd be great. Yeah. So, so in Atoka, there were forty-one salvations. Forty-one. These are wow. all led by fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Again, adults step back. Now, for those that are worried about, okay, is it just say a prayer? No. There's a, there's an intentional follow-up process when somebody wants to invite through in Christ in their life and then an adult kind of follow, follows up with that decision so it's not it's not just hey say this prayer you're done and hey let's 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 mark that down as a number no there's there's an intentional effort to make sure number one they understand what sin is mm-hmm. they have to understand what they're what they're repenting of mm-hmm. and who, who they're who they're uh, surrendering to and so that, that is very very clear and then uh, Go students, this is not part of leaders in training, but man, they, they led over 20 people to Christ two weeks ago. So Go students was uh, a group of students from across Oklahoma, Oklahoma Baptist students, and uh, they led over 20 people to Christ. Wow. And then this past week, our leaders in training led uh, 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 seven people to Christ. And one of those was Hagen. Hagen's, oh gosh, he's fourth, fifth grade, uh, and he got to lead, I believe, his cousins to Christ. Wow. And so... Um, that was pretty cool. And then my son Judah and uh, my, my daughter Mercy, they got saved. Um, Mercy got saved at the Atoka trip. And then Judah, so we, we practiced with the kids about sharing their story. And Judah was sharing his story with his brother Elijah. Well, Elijah shared his story. And then Judah recognized, I don't have a story like that. And so he came over and said, and so Elijah led him to Christ, and he came over to me and said, Dad, I, just, I, I invited Christ in my life. And, and I'll be honest, I, I saw an incredible change in him just in the last three weeks. It was different because he would have said he made a profession at BBS a few years ago, um, but it was just more of a, just, a, just words. So it was really cool. And then this past week, he got to lead somebody to Christ. He got to share the gospel. And then, and then counsel them towards Christ. And so um, we see discipleship happening. We see our older, older students pointing to our kids. And all of our older students are actually have gone through our leaders in training. So um, all of our staff for Mobile Missions, for the most part, are 
those who have grown up on our leaders in training ministry. So now they're actually leading the team, leading everything that's happening. And so now I'm excited about because we've, we've finally got a generation coming up behind them that are ready to take on the baton from them. That is so awesome. And, and you were talking about, you know, a lot of the leadership within uh, mobile missions and things like that. And when we're talking about leaders within mobile missions, I mean, we're talking about youth group yeah, yeah. aged, you know, people, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, seventh grade through up through college. Yeah. And so, I mean, once again, this isn't necessarily uh, adults. We do have adults that that help in the leadership areas, but a lot of them are youth group aged. So we've got kids, uh, young kids that are going on mission trips, that are doing uh, power camps, that are leading in those areas. We've got youth age that are helping with mobile missions and all of that, and that that's just so awesome. Uh, I love being able to see um, students that are in ministry. And what you said earlier, uh, after doing student ministry for so many years, I, I totally get students don't drop out, just drop out. They, they drop out because they're bored mm -hmm. and they're not being challenged and they're not asked to step up and take leadership. And so they go find that someplace else. Yeah. They go find being challenged or whatever someplace else. So when we're giving these children and these students, um, when we're, we're giving them responsibilities, we're giving them um, access to leadership uh, that you know they wouldn't normally get yeah. other places. They they tend to stick and stay. Yeah, and yeah. you see their you see their growth uh, their in their walk with Christ, and that's yeah. that's so awesome. I think so, I think one thing, Brad. I think I think most church leaders are fearful of empowering kids and students <coughs> because it's not going to be done perfectly. And I want our listeners to hear this, is that we've made Sunday mornings the Super Bowl of our faith. It's not the Super Bowl of our faith. It's what happens inside the church is practice for what happens in the world. And so we're, we're fearful that's not going to be perfect. We're, we, we, we've created these, these atmospheres that are perfect music, perfect sermons. And so we're like, kids can't do that. Well, we've got the, the, the church has to be the training ground. Because what, what the, the culture is eating our kids up because they don't know what they believe. Mm. But I guarantee you, as they teach that second grade Bible study, they're going to learn. But also the, the Lord is going to shine a, a light on the word of God in their hearts about how they need to line up for that word. And so can you imagine a, years and years of, of teaching and discipleship happening so that by the time they graduate, they're not bored, but they're ready to, they're ready to take on the next challenge. That's so good. That is so good. So we've talked about where we've found LIT. We've talked about what LIT is. Uh, we've talked about some of the things that, um, that we've done this last summer from mission trips to just doing power camps here locally. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about what we are planning on doing this next semester. So if you hang with us just for a moment... We will be right back.
thank you for hanging with us. And as we talked about uh, on the latest, is that you know we we went to on a mission trip. We've done our power camps, and now what I'd like to kind of turn us to is what is going to be taking place here this next semester okay we've had some great successes in on the mission trip we've had some fantastic success uh, with this last power camp this last week seeing salvations and things like that but we've had a lot of things going on in our area uh, at different mobile uh, mobile home communities and things like that what are some things that you see happening mike this next semester uh, that's going to help us in the process of making disciples who make disciples, which is what we are all about. Yeah, so that's that's a great question. And I've been dreaming, praying, God, what are we supposed to do? Because leaders in training, it's not a program. It, it's, 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 a, it's a philosophy, it's a DNA. Uh, it's, so it's not a program, it's not, uh, and the thing that we didn't mention before is that it also teaches kids to have a quiet time. So that's the cool thing about it's true. it. Um, so it all comes back to discipleship. And we've seen discipleship happen with our kids and our students. And my aim now is to take that same philosophy with our adults. And what I would like to do, and we're praying through this with our leadership and house church shepherds, and we're going to be meeting in a couple of weeks about what is our strategy for discipleship. And so in essence, we're going to do it at leaders in training across the board. Is, is we want to engage and empower those that are ready to, for those that are ready to make, those who are ready to make disciples who make disciples. And so we're gonna do kind of the same philosophy, uh, an opportunity for discipleship. Hey, what did you learn this week in your time with the Lord? And then two is training for ministry. We're gonna, we're gonna um, empower our kids to help with our house church kids ministries. And then also in our mobile home communities, this past week we started leaders in training in our mobile home parks where, um, where these camps have, have, have uh, started. Because one thing I'm very careful of is I don't want to go do a mission trip and go, oh, that was cool, we'll go back next year. We need to build upon what has been, uh, been started. And so what I would hope to see happen is that our leaders in training would choose, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on making disciples in my house church, or I'm gonna focus on making disciples in our mobile home parks. And so if they decide, if the kids decide to, they wanna um, go to the mobile home park and help make disciples there, then they would help us with our after school program. That would happen on a Tuesday or Thursday. If they wanna make disciples within the context of our church, then they're gonna start planning for ways to do that in the context of our house churches. So right now our adults are leading that, but eventually would love for our kids to help lead that effort. And then the same thing with our, our students and our adults. One thing I asked our, uh, our church last week was, is God calling you to be a disciple or are you ready to make disciples who make disciples? And that's the question that needs to be answered is, if they haven't been discipled, then we want them to be in a DNA group to, be, to grow. But then those that are ready to make disciples is we want to empower them to go um, and to either be a DNA leader, be a house church shepherd, or make disciples who make disciples in other contexts. So um, what I envision is leaders in training across the board for our kids, our students, and our adults. So um, 
I'm not for sure how it's all going to fly, um, but I really believe it's time for us as a church to to move that direction. You know, we the buzzword in church circles today is discipleship, but let's be honest, we don't see a lot of discipleship happening. Um, we've got a lot of people being made disciples, but we're not having a lot of disciples making disciples, and so that's kind of the direction where I want to go towards. Um, one of the things we talked about this past Sunday was Ezekiel 47. I encourage you to read that. And, and I, I pose this question to our church. Um, would you say you're on the shore, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, or are you swimming? Swimming being a, a spiritual parent. And that's where we want our church to get. And so um, recognizing in a lot of our churches, there's a lot of spiritual infants and children, but not a lot of spiritual parents. And so my aim is to help our adults and our students and our kids become spiritual parents. And age is not a factor on that. Age is not a factor on becoming a spiritual parent. There's this scripture um, in Colossians that just, you know, it it really scares me a little bit uh, because there's this great responsibility on us as pastors. And so I want to read this to you um, in Colossians chapter 1 verses uh, 27, 28. It says, For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. Verse 28. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching with all the wisdom God has given us. And we want to present them to God perfect in their relationship with Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. So my aim and, and my responsibility as a pastor is to present people mature in Christ. And I look back and I go, have we done that? Yeah, but we haven't been as, as intentional as we've needed to. So I'm looking at what scripture says and then I'm looking at what cultural Christianity says and... Um, Cultural Christianity, it fights against our flesh to make disciples. But biblical Christianity, it, we, we want to present them to God perfect in Christ. So that's really the end goal. So presenting our kids, our students, and our, our, our adults perfect in Christ. So looking now, starting there and then going backwards, how will we do that? And so... Um, we're we're going to get a kind of move away from typical children's ministry, typical student ministry, and really focus on making disciples who make disciples. That's great. That's that's going to be a very very interesting to see how all of that's going to transpire, and I am very excited to see how um, how how we're going to be able to do that. I know that my kids. I, I have once again. I have five. Uh, kids and and most of them are are really young, and they really look up to uh, the youth and uh, in our in our church. And so to be able to see some of our youth come alongside some of uh, our kids, some of my kids, and to be able to help them in their walk with Christ is going to be uh, it's just going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see. Uh, how that's going to affect their walk with Christ. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I can't wait to see how our adults, um, how, how their, their walk with Christ grows uh, in this as they're challenged to uh, step out and to disciple more and, and to be discipled. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. And that, that really is going to be the challenge, um, Brad, because we as adults, we've been conditioned just to go to church and maybe be in a small group of some sort. But we've, we've got to break that habit. And we, and it, I think it's going to be not an easy process, um, but I think it's going to be worthwhile. When we look down a year, two, three, four, five years down the road, we're going to see the fruit of that. And like you said, your kids, you've seen the fruit of that. And my oldest is 23. She started leaders in training mm-hmm. when she was fifth grade. And so all of my kids have been through it, and I see the fruit of that DNA in them, that my kids weren't just attenders of church, but they were the church. And so all their years of being in church, they got to participate, and God became real to them in that. It wasn't just a theory. It wasn't just information. It wasn't just an education. Mm. They, they, and... and um, they came to grips with their own faith at, through that process. So if you're listening today, for those that are listening today, I want to encourage you is to consider moving beyond to um, encouraging your kids to have an attending faith, but to have an advancing the gospel faith. That's all, it's, it's different. And I guarantee you that they will own their faith quicker. Sure. Yeah, they'll, sure. they'll learn their faith quicker. So it's for sure. Yeah, and we'd love to talk with you guys. Have any questions about it? Um, uh, check out leadersintraining.com. Uh, Clint May, again, I I can't take credit for anything of this. He's the he's the brainchild of all this. He's the one that uh, you've got to hear his story. And we're going to have him here in a couple weeks uh, share his story about leaders and training. So. That's going to be awesome. And that, that was what, one of the things I was going to say is, you know, if, uh, if we have any uh, specific spots that we can send our listeners to. So leadersintraining.com mm-hmm. yep. uh, is the best place for you all to go. And, and once again, if, if you all have any questions or uh, comments or anything like that, feel free to give us a call. Uh, we'd love to, to field uh, as many questions as we can or if... Um, you know, if you have any questions as, as what we do uh, in this leadership and leadership leaders in training. Sorry, yeah. I can get to spit that out. Um, you know, we'd be more than happy to answer your questions. Yeah. And, and Brad, I was going to say, so our the name of our podcast is the underdog podcast. And you're thinking, so who's the underdog in this whole podcast? And I would say it's our kids. They are the Davids. They are. Uh, the underdog in in this case. Um, Many don't think they can, but they can do more than we think they can. For sure. You know, we've we've raised the bar so low in our churches that they've hit it and they're just bored to tears. And so we have to raise the bar and have that expectation. If Christ lives inside of them, they can teach, they can lead, they can lead other people to Christ. So the underdog in this whole podcast is our kids. Man, they are the Davids who, who um, uh, that we think as adults they need to put on our armor. But here's the thing: our armor is not going to fit them. There, it's it's a new day. God's going to use them. They're going to God's going to use them to do different things. And so uh, we celebrate our kids who are the underdogs today. That is so true. That is so true. One of the things that, one of the scriptures that comes to mind when I think about our kids is the story of Samuel uh, when he's lying in bed and God's calling him. 
And the same is true with all of our kids. God is calling out to our kids. He's calling them forth to, to go into the world and to seek and save, you know, uh, to follow in the, sh the foot footsteps of Jesus, to seek and save the lost. And so um, we need to encourage them. We need to be able to give them the tools to be able to do that and to believe in them and knowing that they can do that. Hey guys, I am so thrilled that uh, you guys were able to join us today and uh, we look forward to the next time that we get to meet. Mike, do you have anything left? Man, I, just, I would just close with the scripture again in Colossians um, 1 verse 28. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom God has given us. And we want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. Man, talk about a purpose. Amen. Man, talk about a purpose. In verse 29, that's why we work so and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within us. So it's not our power, it's his. Amen. Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening in today, and we look forward to uh, being back with you all shortly. Thank you. See ya. Hey, everyone. If you could do us a big favor... Would you go to the Apple podcast and rate this podcast? And would you subscribe to the podcast? If you subscribe to the podcast, then you will be uh, one of the first to know when we upload a new podcast. And so uh, if you would do that for us, that would be fantastic. And once again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is Brad Burgess and Mike LaHue with the Underdog Podcast. Till next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.